It is the 26th of November 2015. Uh, we're actually like four weeks away to Christmas, uh, Christmas Day, which uh, for most of us is probably about the only day that most Christians will go to church uh, starting next week. My guests in the studio are laughing. So, yep, um, I know that obviously some of you have that, have that great excuse. Like, for instance, you'll be going on vacation to places like Mauritius, where there probably are no suitable places of worship nearby, uh, although there actually probably are. Uh, but some of us, we stay about 15, 15 minutes away from our churches, yet we still can't find the courage to go to church on a December Sunday. It's as if we've kind of caught that thing called a church fever over this time. But uh, some of you, and yes, I'm judgmental, I mean some of you, <laughs> although you call yourselves Christians, you don't necessarily believe in going to church. But uh, I'll give it, you know, I'll give it to you because there are some good reasons why some Christians don't ne- don't believe in going to church. Um, after all, you know, some... Um, uh, okay, cool, I, was, I was about to read a scripture there. Um, although the Bible obviously is full of scriptures that encourage us to go to church, uh, such, such as Psalm 92 verse 13, which goes on to say that those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish mm. in the courts of our God. Um, I've, I, I've, I many times I've heard the argument uh, from, you know, from Christians who don't believe in going to church. They say, yeah, but, you know, God is everywhere and his presence is kind of the same, really, just everywhere. So if he lives in you, then you have as much anointing as any building does. You don't necessarily have to go into a building to experience God. You can experience God wherever you are. But then I've got a question to ask. Uh, what about Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, mm-hmm. which says uh, that... Don't stop meeting together with other believers, uh, which some people have gotten into the habit of doing. Mm. Yep, this going to church argument uh, can get really just quite complicated because let's admit, and uh, let's get a bit serious about this now. Most churches, especially those with, uh, with like three morning services, not all of them, but some of them, uh, they're not exactly designed uh, for fellowship anymore. You literally get ushered in at a certain time, and then you get ushered out pretty quickly afterwards in order to clear the venue for the next service. Therefore, we're not getting much time to fellowship with other believers, which kind of nulls uh, some of these verses which tell us to go to church. And um, there are, of course, also just some other valid reasons as to why so many churches. You know that apparently I heard that about 4,000 churches in the U.S. close down every year due to mostly a decline or poor attendance. And here are my, here are my reasons why. Um, I may also kind of be wrong with some of them. Number one, the word, uh, in other words, what is preached uh, is being watered down more and more in order to sort of appease everybody. Number two, the leaders have made it more about the church than the people. Um, number three, church has become more about filling seats than reaching out to the community. Number four, um, some lead pastors are expecting so many, so many invitations as soon as they, as, as they really get big and, and, and they start being known all over the world. They expect so many invitations to other ministries that uh, they are pre- that they are preaching less and less, um, to their, to their congregations, uh, which some would say that God has called them to shepherd. So, yeah, you know, with all these reasons being, being so, valid, so valid, does it still give us the right to not go to church? So our topic for today is, do I need church? And my guests are Rami Trainer, who's an actress, singer, and author, um, and also Pastor Tafara Butai, who's back with us uh, from, uh, from Faith Hill Church in, uh, in, in, in Bryanston, Bryanston Fourways area. 
Um, and also, um, a little bit later on, uh, I'm going to be speaking to, to Pastor Joshua McCauley, who's, uh, who's kind of started a church that, that runs a little unconventional to the way that most traditional churches are, um, are, are run. And his church is called Redemption. And uh, he'll be joining us in the, in the second half of our show. So stay with us right here on the open book, Cliff Central, as uh, we tackle our subject today, which is Do I Need Church? This is CliffCentral.com. Rambi Chwene is an actress, singer, and author of the book. Uh, the book is called We Kissed the Sun and Embraced the Moon. Hopefully she can tell us a little bit what that book is about. <laughs> She's also a Facebook friend of mine. Well, a friend and also a Facebook friend who never keeps her views away from her posts. <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, the reason that I called Rami in today was because I, ca- I came across a Facebook post where um, she was really just speaking to mind, you know, about, about how she feels about church. And it's weird because, because I know Rami as a, as a, as a church girl. You know, and suddenly it feels like something kind of turned, something kind of happened. Rami, what exactly happened? Ah, Louisa, well, let's, where do we start? Okay, let's start with what exactly happened. Yes, I am yes. a church girl. I was literally born in church. Um, I'm one of those kids that I literally came out of my mother's womb clutching the Bible. Yes. Um, and, but what happened is that one day, it was back in 2013, um, I just, it was, Actually, on a Sunday before the Christ, before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I think Christmas was on, on Monday. And we're sitting there in the middle of praise and worship. And right in the middle of praise and worship, I could feel my spirit say, this is the last time you're actually ever going to step into a church building. And, and I was like, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's what it I is. Mean, that must have been a bit weird for you because you've kind yeah, of been to church I'm right in the, all yeah, your life. I've been going to church all my life. Yeah. I've been in the worship team. I've been serving. I've been a Sunday school teacher for years and years. And I mean, we are those ones. When you read the scripture, I don't have to tell you where the book of Jude is. I'll go like. <laughs> yeah. You get uh, that, yeah. yeah those, I don't even know if it's New Testament or Old Testament. Yeah. You know what I mean. So it's 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 quite easy, uh, but I think I I burnt out. I I burnt out. That's the first thing, and the second thing is is that I think uh, towards that realization that in uh, that incident over over the years I've been going towards that because I think how church has been done or how we've been doing church, it has changed a lot. Yeah. Because for me, church means a lot of things. And I agree, yes, it's good to fellowship and be in the house of the Lord and all of that. And and then someone would argue, yeah, but everyone has church in them. And what if you've got the sun and you've, you know, if you've mm. got Jesus in you, it doesn't matter where you are, you can worship. But I still understand the element of being meeting on a Sunday and going to church and fellowshipping with other Christians. But yeah. I think that element has been diluted to a certain element. It is completely, it is, it is being used against what I believe Jesus meant um, uh, from the onset, you know, because I can give an example. Yeah. Um, one of the churches that I used to go to, we would have um, people coming into church every Sunday. You know, and it looks like everyone is all right until something happens, something personal. Someone loses their child, someone loses their husband, Mm -hmm. or they lose their property, their cars are repossessed, or something like that. And then you actually find that nobody actually knows who these people are. 
Yeah. You know, when you have to say, and it's, 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 it's not about the size of the church. I was just going to ask you, I mean, like, do you think because, because of the size of the church no. or that's just the way? No, it was just the, the way it have... is. It's, it's, it's like everyone is friends during a church service, but once you get in your car and you leave, you forget about anyone and everyone that you've just shared two hours of your time with on a Sunday morning. You know, and how different? How different is that? Um, how different is church now from the church that that you know or the church that you grew up with? Yeah, that you grew up in. Funny you should say that. In my book, uh, "We Kiss the Sun and Embrace the yes. Moon," uh, there's one of the essays because it's 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 a collection of essays. Yeah, and there's one essay that is actually based on church. Mm-hmm. And in my book, I say what what has changed between the the church of now and the church of then. Yeah. Is that we we actually had church seven days a week, and when I say church seven days a week, I'm not talking about someone standing in front and preaching. Yeah, but it was that thing that uh, pastors would actually do house to house ministry, mm. knowing that when you say Mama Zivuko, everyone knows who Mama Zivuko is, you know, and then we all know that okay, Mama Zivuko does not work. She's got five kids. She's a single mother. Mm-hmm. These are her needs. This is what she. So the church would get involved. We used to have kitties, you know, for lack of a better word, where we say okay, fine, we've got funding for uh, for 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 orphans. We've got funding for single mothers, for widowers, and for widows, and you know all mm. those things. Um, it, I think church has not has has lost its personal touch. That's yeah. where I'm going. I think we've lost the personal touch. It's all about showing up, knowing that we've got four services, quickly sing two songs, announcements, this and this and that, a word for 15 minutes, and you're out of there. And now it has actually started. Uh, the element of church has been has been diluted in a way that now it is the the church as an organization trying to work around you, around your needs. Well, Loisa has a gig at 12, so that means he can only attend an 8 o'clock service. And if you don't accommodate him at 8 o'clock, that means he's going to miss a church service. Yeah. You know? So now we are dealing with more, we, we're dealing with admin of what church yeah. is all about, but we are not dealing with the actual church caring, knowing each other, caring for each other, um, giving to each other, fellowshipping, uh, you know, pure fellowship of I know you, you know me. And when I don't see you on a Sunday, I need to ask you, are you okay? And if your car is broken down, listen, don't panic. I will pick you up and I will tro- come back and drop you off again. You know, yeah. those kind of things, we, we don't have them. In so, church I mean, so what are you doing? What are you doing right now in order to, 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 to fill that need? I mean, did you, you said that you still obviously feel the need to yeah. be with other people yes. and to fellowship together with them. So have you gone back to church since you've? No, I haven't gone back to church. And who told you that it shouldn't go to church? It said, sounds, it said something spoke to you. Yeah, I, I don't know. So I, so I nudge, so I, funnily enough, I nudge my, I nudge, I nudge my friend and I say, my friend, you know, my spirit says I shouldn't be going back to church. And then, and I say, do you think kill a demon? And then he goes, I don't think the demon is that disrespectful <laughs> in the middle of worship. Yeah, exactly. So, so, it was not, so it was not an actual something or like a moment that happened. <laughs> Like maybe the pastor said something which didn't, you know, no, speak to your spirit. Everything either. was perfectly Everything fine. Everything was perfect. I was, I mean, and and even when I didn't go back to church, I thought it would just be a, a, a week, maybe two weeks, a month. Yeah. 
And it's been two years and counting. <laughs> yeah. Almost, yeah, two years now. And, and wow. I, I don't miss that. I don't, I don't miss the, the admin of yeah. church. I don't yeah. miss that. But I know when I need to, uh, to fellowship with my friends, I mean, we, 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 we've got our, we've got our own, um, slots where we see each other, where we meet each other. Now we, how often? A lot. A okay. lot. Like, I mean, even now, I was, I was talking to one of my friends and we'll, we, we'll be discussing something completely off, off church, but then it will lead us to start going back and speaking and, and reminding word. each other of the word, of what, mm-hmm. of what God says about a situation, of how things are supposed to work out. And for me, when the day I gave up the admin of church, that's when I actually gained a more personal, godly church perspective. Yeah. Because now I'm not just listening to what the pastor's thoughts are. And I'm not disrespecting the anointing that is on the pastor because mm. others, the, that it's the, the pastors are there to teach, they're there to build. But some of us, we get so engulfed yeah. in the hype of yeah. church that we actually don't realize that. We don't realize that all we heard was noise. Yeah. And we actually didn't, our hearts didn't, receive or our hearts didn't settle and it's nice to go hallelujah and we all scream i mean i love you you know for me if it meant that uh because i always believe that like you know god uses something that interests you to get you to church yeah i know it may sound a little bit controversial because like i like music and for me i was drawn there you know for the music Hmm. uh there's actually another friend of mine who went to church for the first time because he was after this girl right (laughs) (laughs) all of us and before you know And before you know, I mean, like, he's like, uh, you know, he's an elder at the church, worship leader. You know, he, uh, they planting churches also. I'm like, where's the girl? He says, I don't know. I don't care. I'm doing other things. He doesn't care, you know. Um, so, so, yeah. Okay. So speaking about that, right? Because for me, you know, the uh, music. It's a beautiful thing to do, to just sit in a place. Obviously, I can go to concerts where I'll either have to pay or just look around at the free ones right. uh, that you know that are there. Um, <laughs> but but I just love worship, you know. For yeah. instance, so I guess maybe for someone like me, like I'll start, a, you know, I'll I'd probably start a group or look for people who have an interest in getting together and singing. Yeah. Right. But I still think that's way too much admin than going to a place that is already, already set. Is, is, <laughs> right. Already set. You know? But it's funny already you should set. say that. Funny you should say yeah. that because Lois, because uh, you were a singer too. Yes, and for me as well. I think one of the biggest things that kept me in church was the music. Okay. Well, I think it's different if it's the thing that's keeping you. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well. Got me there, okay. and also keeping because for me worship is you know uh, when 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 it's time for worship for worship for me that is like the best time yeah. of, mm. of of church yeah. you know because I think a lot of us you know it's like that's the cultivation that's where you get nicely watered and you get ready for the word you know mm, mm, to, you know absolutely. to to get so planted. I guess, I guess it must so, be a, so I guess it must be a bittersweet moment to not it you is, know to absolutely. decide to not go to church. Yeah. Hmm. but like, then uh, I also had to 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 make another plan because. When you realize that you're walking a journey by yourself, you start becoming self-reliant and you start, you have to now make yourself survive. Yeah. So that means, um, okay, I've got lots and lots of gospel music. You're from yeah. artist A to Z. It doesn't matter. I've got all of them. So I would have lots and lots of playlists. Yeah. Okay. Of gospel music that I would listen to. I love it when I drive to to Polokwa and when I go visit my parents because that's a good three hours, and and yeah. I would just start, and I'll, the songs will come randomly 
Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, half of the time I'll just be driving with tears going down my face. And I, I and and I realized that we with with the the whole hype of of church, mm-hmm. we we haven't people forget to to experience their own personal personal space in worship because yeah. there's so much noise around and there's also so much limitations in 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 terms of time mm. in terms of where you are because when we when we walk in our needs are different our yeah. mindsets yeah. are different and some of us got saved yesterday others have been there for 30 years they're veterans and when you don't understand veterans something of yeah veterans <laughs> of church and someone comes yeah. and says something that is that is you you like this is a babe this is a babe in christ yeah. and you're still on milk i'm chowing steak Mm, and mm. you are on milk and it's difficult for churches to try and put that and, and have a balance yeah no you're right of that and well, i think it should start with us that everyone should have their own personal church that mm. the actual church that we are talking about should actually be an addition yeah well i mean i think i think for me um just you know i think for me both are important i think it's important yeah. that you know there's no use in you in you just going into church but then you don't have a relationship and what Absolutely. i mean by relationship i don't mean that you said like you gave your life to christ but that you actually have a living yeah. relationship with Absolutely. christ um but then in the same way you know also believe in uh in 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 coming together and being with others Absolutely. so hope so please Whatever voice that you heard, I pray that it never comes to me, because I'll be so sad. Because I love church. Well, we're gonna speak. Uh, we're gonna speak about church just uh, just right after this. Uh, you know, just get the biblical aspect for it. And I think of Pastor uh, Tafara Butai, who's here with us. Uh, this is the third time. Uh, we're gonna talk to him about that just right after this. Cliffcentral.com. Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. This is CliffCentral.com. So we're back and uh, our our topic for today is, do I need church? And this is really just based on the fact that, you know, a lot of Christians out there have come to, have come to feel that they don't, you know, like that they don't really need church. That sometimes, you know, church can do more damage to their relationship with Christ um, than, uh, than, than if they don't go to church. So I think, you know, with all the books that um that that are available the amount of church that is available on tv uh the amount of people who are christians uh they kind of feel that they can get what they need just from that alone um well yeah well to talk about uh hopefully the importance of uh of church to give us a biblical aspect and uh, please let nobody shoot him he's just speaking what <laughs> what the bible says it's like That's it's not right. my opinion it's what the bible say uh pastor tafara thank you so much for being back well, thank you, Loiso, for having me back. Yeah, well, we have been hearing you laughing along and just joining the conversation. <laughs> it was awesome. Because <laughs> fun of it actually is, it actually is kind of, you know, it is a, you know, it, it is a funny one. And right. I also mean funny in, a, in an amusing way. Right. But it is a bit of a weird one because as much as we have all these answers, it's, it's, it, it also like one has got to sort of decide, you right. know, like for right. themselves and search, you know, and, and search for the right answers. Right. But I believe that you have the right answers. So, um, so yeah, starting from the very beginning, uh, Pastor uh, Tafara, where did church begin and, uh, and what was the point of it? Wow, this is a, a big question. I could, you know, spend just the whole day on this one question. Yeah. But basically, 
uh, church has been in the heart of God since the beginning of time, even before the foundations of the world. Now, if you read Hebrews 1 verse 1, it talks about how God spoke in sundry times or in the dispensations of times through mm-hmm. the prophets. And the Bible says in these last days, he speaks to us through his son. Now, if you study the dispensations of time, building up to church, because church hasn't always been there in the Bible. Yes. It only started in the New Testament after Jesus actually called it forth. He said, I will build my church. And upon this rock, the rock of revelation of the church, he will build his church. But basically, if you study the seven dispensations of time yeah. uh, that we have to go through as a people, is it started off in the garden with the dispensation of innocence, and it moved to uh, the times of Noah. That was the dispensation of conscience. And it moved to the dispensation of human government in the Tower of Babel times. And yet the Bible clearly says that men should not govern themselves. They tried and they had a dismal failure. And uh, right after the human government, that's the third dispensation. We have the fourth, which is the dispensation of the promise. And the fifth is the dispensation of the law. And after the dispensation of the law is what we are in now called the dispensation of the church or yeah. the dispensation of grace. So we are it, it's it's a god idea. And yeah. right after this dispensation, we are going to get into the dispensation of the millennial reign of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what does that mean? Yeah. Now that we are in the dispensation of the church, it means that God as government and everything that he does to reach out to communities in this dispensation, he does it through the church. Mm. Yeah. So for those people, for those people who say that, you know, church is, is in the heart of men since the Bible says that we are the temple. Um, so what is the point of, what is the point of church? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. And, and I mean, the word church itself is the Greek word ecclesia, which means the called out ones, plural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and basically when Jesus said, I will build my church, it was interesting because he didn't say I will build my synagogue. The, the religious word for the day was synagogue. And Jesus reached out into the political arena. Wow. And said, I'm going to build my ecclesia. It was the first time the word had ever used. It's like, in the, such just context. like him saying, I'm going to build my party. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what the church is. It is God's government in the earth realm. So for you to be a part of that government, there are outlines. And, yeah. and if you read again in Romans 12 verse 4, it says we are many members of one body. That means, uh, in this so-called body, the church, they are members. Mm. You know, and uh, it says all of us as members, we do not have the same function. That means, you know, you can't just be church on your own because you can't perform all the functions on your own. I need you. You need me. And when we come together, that corporate anointing uh, releases the power that God wants to be released in the earth realm. So Mm. it's not correct to say I'm a church on my own. Yes, you are the body, uh, the temple of the Holy Ghost, but you are not a church. Yeah. yeah um, speaking about that, it's like people who are like, I am the bride of Christ. It's like, no, no you are not the bride of Christ. You <laughs> know, the church, yeah. Yeah. The church is, are the yeah. bride. It can get a bit confusing. Especially. You're not that pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch! Ouch! So I guess, you know, like, so I guess, uh, so I guess you're right. You know, the fact that corporately we are the church. Yeah. Um, we are the Church of Christ. Now, uh, one thing that um, that do do you want to add something, Remy? Yeah. In fact, I, I like wait, what he's saying. I do. I do. I that's do, the, I do. that's why I got him here because I knew. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because I I also I also think that um, most of the things that Jesus says yes. in the Bible, uh, I think we 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 took them. 
Yeah. Just like it's like you know when you when you I think some of it we took just the froth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we we didn't take the actual cappuccino. We didn't yeah. take the the whole thing, the whole cup. We just yeah. taken the froth mm. yeah. because you know when when Jesus says on this on this rock mm. I will yeah. build my church. Mm. You see, the problem is when people start thinking that the church it is it's it's the four walls mm. that we will meet under a roof. Yes. There is nothing wrong with doing that because if you're going to have a meeting place, there has to mm. be a meeting place, which is why even in the book I say, in my book I say, the people who meet under the tree, mm-hmm. the people who meet somewhere by the river, mm-hmm. the people who meet in someone else's homes because they can't afford a church building, mm. then others that are fortunate enough, they've got mm. big church buildings, others that are in tents. Mm. Mm. But all of those, mm. yeah. corporately, they still make the church. Absolutely. You know? But I think, but I think also, Ram. I think also we should remember that we 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 become the church. I mean, like it's there's also power when the church becomes the church when the church meets together. That I think it's also about about that gathering as well. Yes, we are the church where we are. That's it. But um, but but it's important that we meet. That's it. You know, like um, I agree. No, we no, meet no. as we the church the because we page. make because we are not the church, right. but but we make we up make, the church exactly. You know, like when we come together exactly. So, mm-hmm. so which is what I'm saying then. Then we we then we then rob we then rob rob ourselves. Yeah. If we only think that church is is in a huge building That's only, yeah. you know, the other people. I, I remember I used to hate it when we would go on holiday with my with with my family, mm. and then we wouldn't go to our normal traditional Baptist church or Assemblies of God church building. Yeah, yeah. And there'll just be us and my sibling, my my parents and my siblings, mm. and my father would be like. Ah, yeah, it is Sunday. Someone bring that Bible. Someone starts a, start a chorus. We mm. are having a church service. Mm. And we're like, ah, Mara, today we thought we we're not going to church. Like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we are not going to that building. Mm. Well, I but guess, church we will well, have. Well, I guess it is kind of the same as, uh, as schooling, you know, the fact yeah. that exactly. school doesn't only just happen in the classroom, exactly. but that it can sort of happen. It can happen anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've, I've, awesome. I had so many questions, yeah, you know, uh, for you, Pastor, uh, Pastor Farah. But um, about this one, I think this one is pretty important because right. because my pastor, you know, Pastor Ray McCauley, always says that um, he always says that um, you, you you don't find a church, but that you are planted in a church, and so it's That's about it. you praying uh, in order to find, um, you know, in order to find where is it, Lord, that you want to plant me. That's now it. I know church. What I mean is that like a certain, you know. Certain part of yeah. the church. Yeah. So, um, how do you know whether uh, whether you found the right church? Because a lot of people out there, they're like, "Yeah, I think this is the one." Two weeks later, they're moving on to something else. Mm. Because you may find that some people some people have actually been been sent to a certain church, right. but they don't feel that it's probably not the right one, and then they easily just like move away to another one. Right. I believe uh, when we look at the uh, universal church, which is the body of Christ, that means all of us included in that body, there are certain characteristics that we see in the universal church that are exactly supposed to be in the local church. Yeah. Now, what I mean by that is the, the way you were translated into that universal church was supernatural. You didn't decide that, you know, I'm going to uh, uh, become a, a, me- a member of the universal body of Christ. It was a supernatural occurrence where yes. you believed in your heart and you confessed in your mouth and the bible says you became uh, a part of that family and i believe that's the exact same thing that should happen when you are uh, trusting god to show you the church that you should become a member it, it's a supernatural occurrence mm-hmm. because it, it's just beyond you i don't think any
anyone has the capac- uh, capability and the capacity to choose the right church for them. That's up to God to place mm. you in a church because he knows you uh, better than you know yourself. I mean, every time we try and get people to choose churches, they use weird criteria you know yeah yeah something That's like I, I like the children's ministry what does i have to do yeah. with, with you know being a member of yeah. the church of jesus yeah. christ or and like you know, a pastor you, you know, you know? i've just, just thought of i've just thought of now right is right. the fact that um if you're going to look for certain criterias when you're finding a wife or a husband right uh you, you chances are you won't find the right person yep but the thing is but the thing is obviously i believe that i'm not saying i'll go out with 150 women right. you know but i believe that keep looking keep right. believing do you right. understand right. like i i never thought you know having met my wife i never thought that i would actually go this is the one right because when i used to hear people say that this is the one i used to be like Huh? Really? How, How you do know? you know? Yep. <laughs> you know you I mean? just know. Because <laughs> I've thought of that one day, but then the next day, something else comes up. You know what I mean? Wow. So I guess it's the same. You know, like yeah. it's the same. It's with like the a church. witness. Once you find, you will know that you found. That's it. You know. I love what what you're saying. Yo, you're confirming so many things. Hey, maybe I'll go to church this Sunday. <laughs> right. <laughs> you scared my pastor to fire. Yeah. Yeah. But what what he's saying is very important because it, it is a con. Because if it wasn't, yeah, the people that literally live across a church right okay yeah but they'd rather travel 60 kilometers out right to go to that mm, yeah mm, mm, you mm. know i was laughing at i've got friends who like they live in four ways but they go to church in four slow and i've got people right. who live in four slow they come to church yeah. in four ways That's it. you know it is because of the this this witness of mm, some sort there's like just that thing yeah. and even when you are when you are planted in because other churches you are planted there for a season and for a reason. Right. When the time gets cut, which I think that's what happened okay. to me. I think mm-hmm. I had outdone, I had mm-hmm. outrun the season of the church I was at. Yeah. And it doesn't mean I oh, know I'm no longer going to church. I'll start my. You never go to church, church no, no, again. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still believing that one day mm. I will walk into some church. Come on. Yeah. And my heart and my spirit will settle and say, "This is it," you know. Yeah. But mm. but but that but until mm. that happens. I still keep on believing and I still keep on doing what I need to do to make sure that I'm still firmly planted. I'm still, Absolutely. you know, my, 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 my beliefs and my faith is, it's, 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 it's intact. And you know what? And, uh, and let's not stop, let's not stop believing. If Absolutely. you feel that, you know, that maybe like you've been, you've been outdone by, by certain things in a church, I mm. promise you right now, there yeah. is a church for you Absolutely. out there. Come on. Um, after, after this, I'll be speaking to, uh, to Pastor Josh McCauley. Mm. Um, from a church which kind of does run differently, it, it, it's still church, you know. Yeah. But um, but I believe that maybe you may probably have just also found a church which um, which which is kind of different from mm. the way that uh, that our traditional churches, you know, uh, are sort of run. Mm. Um, so we will be speaking to uh, to Pastor Josh right after right after this. This is CliffCentral.com. Choice. Sometimes you have it, and sometimes you don't. AutoTrader gives you the choice. Now you can shop, compare, and buy new cars. Watch our expert video reviews and research before you buy. AutoTrader New Car. The choice is yours. Peter Turin presents the glorious musical comedy Singing in the Rain. Direct from a sellout London West End season, this five-star production will leave you with a song in your heart and a smile on your face. With spectacular dancing and raining live on stage, Singing in the Rain showers you with everything you could wish for in a hit musical. 
at Artscape Opera from 11 December until January 10. Singing in the Rain. Book now. This is CliffCentral.com. So we're back, and uh, our our subject, the topic for today is Do I Need Church? Um, listen to Pastor Tafara Butai just giving us some nuggets on uh, on on what the church is, because I think it's important to actually know what the church is, and then also how it is that you can you can actually find the right church. And it's wonderful also having Romy here. I think Romy and I, um, I mean Rami, sorry, you know, Rami and I are kind of going ah. You know, the whole time, because we're getting all these great nuggets from just a conversation, because I think as much as I, you know, like I go to church, um, what I mean is that, you know, the con- you know conventional church and Rami has obviously found, found other ways to feed us all spiritually. Um, we can always do well with such, conver- you know, conversations. Now, someone who's, you know, probably runs church a little bit unconventional. I believe that, you know, the way that he does is going to be the new way um, because it's, uh, it's really just a church for for this season and for this time is uh, is Pastor Josh McCauley who's awesome. with us today. Thanks Thank for, for coming that. through. Very kind words. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even been to the church, but exactly. I know. But I know, you know. So um, so so Pastor Josh, you, you know, uh, you uh, you used to, I mean, like you. You got ordained at Dreamer at, at Dreamer Bible Church. Yes, I did. Um, and then, and then from there, you know, you felt a calling to to start redemption. Yeah. Um, what events? I mean, like, what events led you to? Ah, oh, it was a long that? story. I think, uh, in essence, I never planned on leaving Dreamer, and uh, um, my dad has an amazing church, and I worked there for I think seven years. Yeah. And kind of ended up heading up um, most of the ministries for people under thirty odd. Um. And working closely with my dad, and um, we we uh, were very committed to Rama. Still are. I mean, it's still still home. Yeah. But <clears throat> um, yeah, we we felt um, God lay on our hearts to go and start something um, on the other side of the city and call it Redemption Church. And I would I would never have called it uh, anything other than Rama. Um, but I felt like God wanted us to kind of just start something new, not because there is a need for something new because I needed not to have my dad's, uh, congregation come with so that we could actually learn what it is to build church from the ground up. Hmm. Um, and, uh, so we started redemption with his blessing took, I don't know, seven, eight months to hand over at Rama, And, um, pretty much kicked off redemption in the Eden Vale area um, about two years ago and yeah. uh, started with a handful, 40 people odd. And it was, yeah, it was a real journey and have ever since discovered, you know, what it is to start a church from mm-hmm. scratch and plant yeah. a church. We've had support. We've had generous support from my dad and the church. They've, they've, they've uh, given financially to us and helped us and, but the one thing I think that we haven't really looked for is for them to give us people because I wanted it to be a journey of us learning what was in us. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. And then um, not really out of choice, but we ended up uh, renting an unconventional location purely because it was the only one that was really making sense, which is a, a function venue. I'm not allowed to call it a club. Oh, okay. <laughs> they do have functions <laughs> uh, called Scarlet Ribbon. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I had my club. launch. I, I, I had a launch there. Yeah, it was not a guys. club. It was a function. Yeah, it's a function. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Great guys, great venue. Um, and, uh, you know, we've been blessed. You know, it's it's grown since then and it's been an awesome journey. But, yeah, so that's kind of the, 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 the what led to it. 
and yeah. uh, that's where we are right now. Right. And I remember also kind of chatting to you um, just before you know, just before you started Redemption, mm-hmm. um, because you were you were doing all these travels, yeah. and uh, and I could feel it in your heart that you know you wanted to do something something new because mm-hmm. there were all your friends because uh, you have many friends, yeah, you know, and places, and yeah, yeah, Paul and Joel and. Everybody yeah, all the people that I, I'm still waiting for you to introduce me to. All hanging up with too. Justin Bieber. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know who kind of do who kind of do church differently. So yeah. obviously now you've you, you've been running the church. Yeah. And um and what are the things that you would say are you know like you do differently as okay. your church than the conventional church? Well, first I have to say this very yeah. clearly. I do not believe that our church is the only way to do church, and I do yeah. respect and honor. I tend to get in Facebook fights often. With people who generalize. It really and what's your Facebook name? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you and Romy should come together. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have no problem with saying, you know, pastors, you know, stop buying jets. But, you know, with all due respect, just have some context. Because I know pastors with jets and they don't need a jet. And I know pastors with jets that I think they do what need one. I mean, um, and I do feel that it, you know, I, I, I don't get into this whole thing of, you know, I, I got into this thing on Facebook today about building buildings and, you know, we shouldn't be building buildings. We'd be feeding the poor. I get that there are people out there that mm. steal the money and run bad things. And I get that there are pastors who are, I I would say, not great. But you can't generalize. So yeah, absolutely. I, I want to say very clearly that I, I respect anybody who steps out to to shepherd a flock and do their best to Come get on. people yeah, into 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 a relationship with Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And I also understand that there are cultural differences, there are creed differences, there are generational differences. So I, when I speak about what we do, it mm-hmm. is not to say, why doesn't your pastor do that? Yeah. Because we may change what we do. What I did do, though, is uh, working with my dad at Rayma, a big part of my job responsibility at the time was to just kind of inject some thinking into what should we change, what should we keep the same, you know. What what's working, what's not working. So in my travels, I was graced enough to be allowed into some amazing rooms, into relationship with some amazing people, purely because of what my dad had done and what Raymond represented. Yeah. You know, I, I was just his son, but hey. I was allowed access. Hey, it's your birthright. So yeah. So from <laughs> that, I had it, I'd use yeah. it too. <laughs> so from that perspective, I got for many years to yeah. just talk about the future right. and um, ask hard questions in rooms where we could be honest. And so when we started Redemption, we, yeah, we pretty much tried our best to start working on those things and mm-hmm. changing what we would like to change and just see what happens. So I would say this, when, when it comes to church attendance, I would say this, that healthy churches don't need to convince people to come to church. Uh, come on. Mm. So I know that that's rough, but um, if you start a church and you're stuck at 50 people five years down the road, I would say that it's not to say you're not called as a pastor. I would say that maybe your function would work better under a pastor yeah. who yeah. had 5,000 people and you could lead 500 under the 5,000. Right. Um, but maybe, you know, and now oh, that's going to get me in trouble already. But, And I stepped out and said, hey, if this yeah. thing doesn't crack, the good news for Rayma is we found out I wasn't up for it before my dad decided you're up for it. So the good news of that starting redemption was if it flops, hey, don't give me keys to the big ship because – come on. Yeah, uh, we yeah. know there's probably there's somebody else better, work, yeah. you know. Yeah. So no pressure, yeah. but um, so that was that was the thinking. The other thing I think is this: is that we've got to be very conscious about why we do church, because our programs will change, our strategies will change, technology will change. Yeah. Um, where we do it, how we do it, whether we rent a building, build a building, buy a building, do it in one building, do it in multiple locations. However, you execute 
a church service. The foundational things for me in my experience are that we exist as an organization to connect people to Jesus. Yeah. We can't change people, which is something that is expected of the church, but it is not a church function. Mm-hmm. I cannot stop you sinning. I mm-hmm. can't. I can't change your sexual orientation. I can't change your giving patterns. I can't change your financial management and how you treat your wife. Because if I could, we wouldn't need yeah. a gospel. Mm. And we wouldn't need a savior. And we wouldn't need a Holy Spirit. We wouldn't need because a transformation that comes. Yeah. So from my perspective, that radically freed me to go churches about one function primarily. Of mm. course, we have to engage families. Of course, we have to engage relevant topics. We have to help people be good at what they are and, and what they do. And someone just fell out under the anointing. So <laughs> I just yeah. um, and so, so we, we, you know, but our primary objective is to yes. point people to Jesus. Absolutely. And this is actually so simple and seems like, oh, well, you know, duh, okay, you'll point them to Jesus. But, but there actually isn't a but. So I actually have found that the more I make it about Jesus, the more my sermons are hinged on revealing Jesus. And when I preach any topic, my goal is to get an identity across, in essence, a righteousness in Christ Jesus. In essence, who are you if you have Christ as your Lord and Savior? What does yeah. that speak to you? What does that speak to your, your past? What does it speak to your present? What does it speak to your future? What does it speak to your identity? What does mm-hmm. it speak to your brokenness? What does it say about your weakness, your addictions, mm-hmm. your issues? When we preach a, a gospel centered message, that is the good news of Christ. Yeah. I find that that's, that's scripturally where transformation happens. And that mm-hmm. scripturally is where people encounter why they came. Yeah. Why they were there. It's in essence, feeding them good food. Absolutely. And you know, and, and, um, and I was telling you this yesterday that there are some friends of mine who I never thought that they would ever step into a church, you know, um, this one girl, this one girl that I know, it's not necessarily a friend, you know, but a colleague. If you, sometimes she'll bring up religion without you having brought it up and then you're having to like sort of defend all sort of things, you know, that she's saying. And, um, and I've been, and I've been hearing that, I've been hearing that she's actually now going to redemption, you know? So I'm like, Oh wow, that's uh, well. I mean, not because it's it's redemption, but because like that, like she actually goes to church, um, which kind of goes to show that whatever you're preaching is actually is actually working. So when you say that there are no buts, there's definitely no buts. You know, it's it's a big thing for me. Uh, There's a pastor that's had a great influence in my life uh, by the name of Joseph Prince. Yeah, Um, and in. In conversations with him, he has told me that he, you know, they're running over 50,000 in attendance now on a Sunday. And it's just amazing things happening there. But, you know, when you ask him strategy, he goes, I don't have one. I lift up Jesus. I preach Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's all I do on a Sunday. I don't know. I don't have a strategy. Their services are too long. There's so many things wrong with the way they do church in a relevant society. Oh, you mean, um, um the, the... as a church, you know, and when I say wrong, I mean, he preaches for an hour and 15 minutes yeah. and everyone will tell you do 30 and just get people in and get them out. And you don't want to mm. keep them long. Yes, yes, yes. They yes. run queues every service for about an hour and 30 minutes. People wait to get into the wow. next service. Mm. Um, and you're talking about a very high LSM people with money and with, with time that they can't burn. But the reality yeah. is, People are getting fed food that's changing their lives. And it's not him. It's not Joseph Prince. It's our Lord and Savior. It's revealing Jesus. Amen. So when, not to get scriptural and spiritual, but when Jesus um, pretty much led the first two people to become believers on mm. the road to Emmaus, 
he opens up the scriptures and reveals from Moses through the prophets everything concerning himself. He didn't talk about principles. He didn't talk about behavioral mm. change. He said, this is who I am, and I've existed before the making of the earth. I, I was in shadows in the Old Testament, and I exist in the New Testament person, but it's all about me. Mm. And they came to faith themselves. He didn't make them pray a sinner's prayer. He didn't. He actually just said, this is who I am, and look at me, and let me reveal myself. So... In essence, that's what I endeavor to do, and that's what I believe changes my life, Yeah, and that's what changes others, you know. And then yeah. on a practical note, um, I just think that if church isn't fun, and if it isn't, a, if it isn't an experience where anybody would come to it, like yeah, yeah. all the people approaching Jesus had issues, uh, lepers and women, the issue of blood and people with problems and stuff. They would come to Jesus, and they had their stuff. Even the lepers had the stuff on the outside. Mm. And so we get scared when people come to church and they have stuff on the outside. Mm. And we yeah. don't understand that is a signature of Jesus. Mm. People yeah. come unashamedly going, hey, I've got stuff. That's right. And yeah. So if your church is, listen, you know, <clears throat> we don't want you here if this is your case, if this is your problem, if that's what you're struggling with, then I think your challenge is going to be you're isolating yourself from the very people that need Jesus and the very people that would actually encounter change. So we have a very big open door policy at, at Redemption. I believe that. If you can just bring people. Something else we do practically, it's a bit different, is I don't take uh, financial offerings um, until yeah. the end of the service. So I say you'll and never – you said you're going to do that. I remember yeah, yeah. I say we never talk about money before we talk about Jesus because you didn't come here to hear about money. <laughs> right. um, and our offering is about one minute. And so I basically say we have we have a teaching on giving. If you want to learn what we believe about giving that you can take home for free. And all our, all our resources actually free at church. We give it away. Yeah. And is that to me like is that um is that is that a method that's been done by many churches? Not really. It's expensive. Right. Yeah. But we do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and but it's expensive. it's a, for me if my value is that yeah. you feed on Jesus, then let me make it accessible for everyone, okay. regardless of yeah. their budget. All right. Cool. Um and we tell people take ten, take twenty copies if you want to give it away. And that's how a lot of people end up coming to church because they got given a CD that they've just never heard. Wow, okay. That's yeah. that's a different perspective. But from the perspective of finances, like I would hate to bring a friend to church and there's nothing wrong with asking for money because it's part of what we believe in. It's part of what we believe in giving yeah. and teaching on it. But I, I used to bring an unsafe friend to church and then cringe because for 10 minutes we talk about money in the yeah. middle of the service and I just knew – yeah. Oh, That's my friend's going to go, yeah, here we go again, mega church. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've heard and people saying, I've heard people saying, yeah, you know, at your church, they've got those machines. Yeah. Those card of like, That's rubbish. We don't have it, card machines. It, yeah, it right. is. You know, but that's it like the totally story rubbish. that sort of escalates. And but, I've also yeah, been to yeah. churches. Um, Where they but, pass uh, a card machine. You know what? I mean, like, I'm, I, and, and, and this is really just my view, but like, oh, <laughs> you do? <Yeah. laughs> but I've seen, I mean, like, I've been to churches like where people like, they throw money on the ground and then and, and then intercessors come and they're praying over yeah, it. And right. then, see, do you know right. what I mean? See, and I was in churches like where they raise a million bucks, literally just standing there. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe if I went to that church, I wouldn't be speaking about it right now. So I think it's a different. I think also you know, the thing for me methods. is what is what is your church all about? Is your church yeah. about, see, for me, Jesus is the center. Right. Jesus is the center of our gospel, center of our words, center of our Bible, center of everything we hold fast. And if yeah. anything overshadows that. So it's I'm all for flow in the spirit but don't flow in the spirit and lose sight of our savior yeah, because right. the holy spirit is a support to the gospel yeah. not the gospel yeah. and prosperity is a fruit of jesus uh -huh. not ahead of jesus yeah. healing is a fruit so i mean i don't want to get into so, that so it all i can show you scripturally back. it all points to him all points to jesus it, no, that's in correct. him through him it's yes. all 
Him. No, that's right. So, so it all points to him. I yeah. guess you know. I, I guess then one can say, sort of, bring it back to church. You know, that um, maybe if anything is sort of breaking, breaking apart in any, you know, like in any aspect of your life, whether mm. it's in church uh, and to do with church, whether or I mean, like whether you're saying right now, it's um, it's it's with relationship or even just finances. Yeah. Right. Instead of you know, like instead of looking for that thing and try and trying to understand. Why is that thing going wrong? I think it's a. I think it's a matter of just looking at whether is my as my focus probably been off Christ. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you know what I mean or not? So I That's guess right. maybe even because Jesus, like the song says, you know, uh, Jesus be the center of our church. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, by the wonder it goes of Israel Houghton. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. We need it out of here, and um, and I've got a question. I've got a question for each of you uh, that I'd like you to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, what started starting with you, Josh? I'll be as quick as I can. Yeah. <laughs> what church? What church are you hoping to see in the future? I'm hoping to see a church that makes Jesus's sacrifice famous. That tells people that they don't need to bring, they don't need to sacrifice and kill themselves, and mm-hmm. and and there is no need for them to bring anything other than their brokenness and their sin to Him and receive from Him His restoration, His righteousness. For me, I mm-hmm. see. I look for a generation or a church that rises up that makes a massive deal about salvation mm-hmm. and says salvation is the key. We can't, we can't save you talking about your sin. We can't save you talking about sacrifice. We can't save you talking about the fleshy stuff. Mm-hmm. What we can do is point you to a savior and his salvation, his grace is the signature of what we believe and why we exist and why, what, what we want to be about. I believe that's a generation mm. when we make Jesus the big deal. The Bible even says he will draw men unto him. Yeah. Right. And so for me, that is the church I'd like to see. Our expressions and our styles and whether we sing rock music or, or, or an R&B style or a big choir style or an African yeah. drum style, it's irrelevant to me what language you preach in, whether you, however your expression exists, it's, mm. it's, it's awesome. It's beautiful that we have different expressions, but let your message be one thing, that that's Christ right. is it all. He is enough and he's, he's done it all. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. And you, Remy, what church would you, would you go back to? <laughs> <laughs> I think I would go back to a church that um, make people understand that Jesus is actually simple. Yeah. I think we make Jesus complicated. Mm. And we make Jesus seem so far away seem so far away because mm. they've got we've got principles. I mean I mean we've got people three hours sitting on a deliverance class, mm. you know, deliver deliverance session and then the whole thing of having, you know, before we go for the next thirty minutes we want so we want to raise hundred thousand so <laughs> lock the door. Josh has got his yeah. eyes closed, yeah. just shaking his head. You know, like I need 10 people. We need 100,000. I need 10 people to give us 10,000 rand. You know, Mm -hmm. Jesus is going to lift up his standard and all of that. And I remember where the Bible, that's what I'm saying. You know, I'm saying Jesus is so simple because he even says in his way that all the things that I do before Mm. he ascends, he says all the things that I do and I've done, Mm. you have been given the power to do that and much, much more. So I don't want a church that will tell someone that you're so crippled that you need me as a middleman to remind you of where you should go because mm. Jesus already has empowered us. So mm. we don't need those characteristics. Yeah, that's we need not, to. That's not the yeah. Bible. Yeah, mm. that, it is, that is not scripture. So already Jesus has given us the power, the ability, we, and the mm. spirit. It's there. We have it. And we just mm. say, bring all of those together. And let's empower one another. Mm. And wherever we fall, let's rebuild one another and mm. remind each other of the grace that Jesus has given mm. us and, yeah. and remind of the sacrifice that he has made mm. so that we are not made sacrifice. So, so 
people distance it's it's also about what it is that you can give to the church what it is that you can do for the church that will determine the closeness that you have to jesus you know yeah for some people who've got nothing jesus is completely inaccessible oh and actually want that to stop there's yeah. a, just to be honest with you uh, there's only one thing you can bring to god that is not his already it's not your money because it's mm. his already it's not your breath it's not your hands it's not your feet it's Absolutely. not your time the only thing that god does not create or own is your sin yeah and that's what mm. he asks you for wow so he says, bring wow. that to me and, and i'll give you what i can give you which is yeah. your righteous identity Come on. yeah your you know so so yeah but but yeah, don't give me start on that. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a massive frustration for me. I think, I think between, the, I think between the two of sorry. you. I don't know if I wanted to add on to that because I should have a different question for you, Pastor Farah. Well, we can go into the question. Should, should we I go think into basically that? for me, I, for I totally God. agree. I mean, it's the, it's the goodness of God that brings Amen. man to yeah. repentance. It is not, uh, you know, a lot of people are still talking about God smiting them with all kinds of stuff and to mm. try and get their attention. But, you know, just like uh, they have said, I totally agree. People will only come to God when you show them how good God is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I just kind of take in what, what the three of you have just said. At the end of the day, uh, we want a church that that is Jesus-focused once again, That's where right. Jesus is the head of the church. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, you, you hear of people like, you know, I'm the head. It's like, no, you're not the head of that church, you know. Yeah. You're a pastor within mm. that church, but that Jesus is the head, and Come that on. it should always Absolutely. just be about, just always be about Jesus, Absolutely. you know. Yeah, that's what we're all kind of hopeful and pray for. Pastor Farah, for those, uh, for those people out there who've really just kind of lost hope in church, mm-hmm. um, what, would you, what would you say to them to encourage I, them? I think from a broader perspective, um, you know, the church, I mean, we've discussed some of the challenges uh, that's, uh, that the church is faced with. And uh, I just always liken it to the ark, the Noah's ark. You know, yeah. that place wasn't mm. the nicest place to be at the time. I mean, the animals were really... Relieving themselves in there and they were mm. making all kinds of noises. But I'll tell you what, it was the best place you to be at the time. So you want to be at church. I, I just liken the church to Noah's Ark because we are in the dispensation of the church. And um, I mean, it's, it's the church that's keeping it all together. I always liken the church to the moon which is a reflection of the sun, which is Jesus, the son of God. The, the, earth, the church should not emit any light of itself, but just a reflection of, of who Jesus Christ is. And one of the job uh, uh, responsibilities for the moon is to keep the tides of the seas in check so that they don't run over the habitable land that you and I live in. And that's exactly the job uh, of the church, to keep the tides of evil uh, from running over our communities, our schools, and so on and so forth. And and that's exactly uh, what the church is for. If you go back, you realize that almost every Ivy League school in America was mm. started by a church for the purposes of discipling and preaching Jesus. Yeah, cool. Because the best way. Well, uh, Pastor Ray McCauley always says that there's no perfect church. If you find one, uh, the moment you join it, then it is no more perfect. Come on, <laughs> that's awesome. But we have a perfect savior. <laughs> exactly, you know, uh, the, the, no one is perfect, no church is perfect, but, but we go this, um, seeking to worship a perfect and, God. And on a practical level, just yeah. some practical advice for someone, um, you don't stop eating because you have a bad experience at Come one on. restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend to people to go find a place where the food you eat feeds you and because you need to still eat. 
Absolutely. And uh, it's not to say I, I say we have the authority on we are the word of God because you can still study your Bible at home. You can still this. But there's a great blessing that comes in fellowship. There's a great, Absolutely. such Absolutely. a, awesome. But God, get a church where you're well fed, where it, it works for you and it points you to Jesus and you'll be fine. So, you know, we don't stop eating because we have a bad experience yeah. Yeah. in one restaurant. Absolutely. Keep eating. Yeah, Pastor, <laughs> Pastor Joshua, uh, Joshua McCauley from uh, Redemption Church. What's the area? Aquatic We're site. in uh, Greenstone, eh? Greenstone, yeah. Greenstone Please, you got to go and visit them. I'm going to yeah. go there as well one of these days. Yeah. Right. Um, Pastor Tafara Butai. Uh, the church is Faith Heal. Yeah. Faith yeah. Heal Church. Uh, yes, ju- just look it up and really just give them just give them a visit. They're actually celebrating a year. That's awesome. In oh, yeah. about, you know, like oh, next week, it's going to be a year since Yes, it is. You know? And the church is going strong. And you know, more than anything, there's a powerful word that is preached there Thank that you. sets captives free. Thank and you. obviously, my sister Rami, follow her on Facebook if you want to join her <laughs> church. <laughs> she is around. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, our time, yeah. everybody. Oh, the yeah. open book right here on Cliff Central. Thank you so much to my guests who came uh, to speak on the subject. Um, and yeah, hope you guys have a wonderful time. We love you and bless you all. Bye. This is CliffCentral.com. Cliff Central. Cliff Central. I've got something important to tell you. Cliff Central. Dot com.